Blog Talk Radio. Sounds like we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty there, so let's just go ahead and jump into our conversation, everybody. Hi, this is Jim Mitchell, and uh, you know we're we're reaching the peak of summer vacation season with uh, with AAA estimating that uh, well they said at the beginning of the year 100 million Americans will take driving vacations this year, and of course much of that will take place over the next month or two. Now align that timetable um, with a number of new laws or enhanced enforcement of existing laws here in Illinois. And that, that could have a significant impact on drivers in this state. So joining me today, as always, Lavelle Law Attorney James Dorr, and we're going to do what we can to help drivers, you know, stay on the right side of the law in this in this busy time of year uh, out on the roads. And i, I got to tell you, James, you know, I, I will be pulling out of my driveway in about five days to embark on a, on a trip, so I'm leaning on you to provide some guidance to make sure that I and many other drivers uh, stay aware of what's going on. You ready to kind of help us out today? Yeah, I, I could give you some guidance. You're leaving the state of Illinois, and that's a good start. <laughs> that's your advice, right there. Uh, let's <laughs> let's start here in Illinois. Let's start here in Illinois with what is known as Scott's Law. Um, now, I don't I don't think this is a new law. This is one which uh, you know may be tweaked or have heightened awareness among law enforcement. Tell, tell us first of all about the original intent of that law. Well, the intent of Scott's Law is to move over law, and really the, the focus is on. Uh, the safety of emergency workers uh, that they're on the roadside um, conducting whatever whatever uh, emergency tasks that they're doing. It could be as simple as, a, as an officer on a traffic stop. It could be uh, a fire personnel on an emergency scene, or, or uh, you know, uh, tow drivers, tow truck drivers, uh, and vehicles like that. So emergency vehicles are uh, uh, and the and the drivers or the, you know the, the the workers and drivers with those vehicles. Are meant to be protected by the, the the state legislature, and one of the things it's not necessarily uh, you know a change to Scott's law right now, but what we're seeing is enhanced enforcement, and uh, and I think that you know in, in, in part of a service to our clients and our listeners, I'd like to point that out that this is a very sensitive issue right now, and one that the prosecutors and the Illinois State Police and police departments in general and judges are taking very seriously right now. Well, let's let's talk about it in detail. I, I want to highlight something you mentioned because I, I think uh, some people who may be aware of it think that this covers you know police and fire fire vehicles on the road. But uh, you mentioned tow trucks, so service vehicles, those that feature amber lights as opposed to the red or blue lights, they're they're protected by this as well. Right. I, I think it, it's it's defined under the code, and an emergency, an authorized emergency vehicle is defined. But any vehicle authorized by law to be equipped with oscillating, rotating, or flashing lights under the code. And those flashing lights are defined with different colors. It could be uh, um, alternating red, red and white, blue, uh, red and blue, and then uh, amber or yellow. So any of those would be covered. But I'd, I'd say the safest, the safest bet is when in doubt, don't start thinking about the code. Just start thinking about slowing down and moving over a lane. And I think that that'd be the best thing. When you see especially anything you can tell as an emergency vehicle. Yeah, now, there, there seem to be two components. One, which should be very simple for drivers, which is slow down. The second requires, you know, some additional caution as changing lanes moving over can create problems with other drivers around, especially if they're not alert or paying attention and you're traveling at higher speeds. Um, both of those need to be addressed in terms of uh, being a driver, but 
if if there is enhanced uh, awareness now on on the part of uh, police on this, what what are the potential outcomes? I mean, if if you are caught in violation, is this a moving violation? Is it a fine? How how is it enforced? No, it it, it is a moving violation, and it it, it is fine. Um, and depends on whether if, if there's property damage or personal injury uh, uh, involved in the accident, or even reckless homicide. All the penalties can go up with those features. So um, let's just say you're ticketed for not changing lanes or not, you know, for violation of this law. Um, that'd be a moving violation. Um, mm-hmm. And in anything that would complicate that, uh, such as an accident or anything along those lines, you know, there, there can be enhanced penalties. But, um, you know, they're, they're looking at not only a, a fine, but, um, you know, a, a conviction under the law, uh, Scott's law can can hurt uh, as far as your overall driving and privilege to drive if you have other tickets on your record. So, um, you know, these things add up over time. Uh, the, the, I think the issue with Scott's law is not necessarily is, is it is court supervision available as a remedy. It's convincing the, the judge or the prosecutors that the, the supervision would be an appropriate disposition in, in each individual case. And we, we talk a lot about prosecutors in our conversation here, and I know you have great respect for them and the work that they do. Um, would you say, and, and, and I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but because this is a law that's designed to protect emergency workers, is this, is this the type of infraction that you would normally see prosecutors really kind of hold firm on and, and um, not be as flexible or willing to negotiate as they might on other things, or are they bound by this law in certain ways? No, absolutely, Jim. I think the the prosecutors are very sensitive um, to to their police officers. You know, they need their police mm-hmm. officers to prosecute their cases. Their their uh, many cases their their case in chief rests on their primary witness, which would be their own arresting officer. So, it, you know, if if there's an a, a, an issue that's at the attention of of say the Illinois State Police, they're going to make sure the prosecutors that they deal with know about this. That this is an issue we're concerned with, and we're concerned with, you know, drivers getting away with this. So, you know, they 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 will, um, you know, listen listen to their police officers. Uh, they they have a cooperative relationship, and it's not an unreasonable request on the part of the officers. You know, it should be pointed out that. And there's a reason a safety, you know, this is a safety concern. It's valid, and uh, and judges or prosecutors are listening to their police officers. Well, another very valid concern is one that uh, we're going to talk about next, and uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the risks associated with not obeying various traffic laws as we approach uh, key travel time here in the summer. And this is one I think impacts the, the vast majority of our population. And uh, as we get into it, we're, t- we're talking to Attorney James Dore, an experienced defense attorney with Lavelle Law. He's, he's with me here each month on Liberty and the Law. And uh, you can find evidence of that with our dozens of episodes we've now got archived at LavelleLaw.com or Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Um, and you'll learn more about James and his background by visiting LavelleLaw.com. And I, I see now one of the things that's really going to impact us is some enhanced distracted driving laws. And, you know, there's always been laws of this sort, but they seem to be uh, great, getting greater recognition. Now, what, what's new in this regard? Well, I think the, the main difference, main change in July 1st is that this will be considered the, the, the violation of the uh, electronic device or handheld device uh, um, is, is considered a moving violation now. So again, like the Scott's law, 
convictions on these cases can add up and cause suspension of driving privileges. So this is one to pay attention to. It, it was formally, it was uh, considered a non-moving violation. Um, but as you can imagine, the, the ratchet has in, increased, and now it's considered a moving violation. And um, it, and it trick is, go ahead, go ahead, Jim. You know, it's just, it's just interesting because, you know, I hear so many people make a case for this, and yet I see so many people driving by me every day with, with something in their hand. And is it true, I mean, is it fair to say that unless your car is, you know, on the side of the street in park, that having any electronic device in your hand at the wheel is a violation? Well, that would be fair to say. Now, there's exceptions for emergency situations, but your car still has to be in park and you have to be moved over to the side. And there may there may be an exception for railroad crossings too. If you're stuck waiting for a train there, you can put your car in park and be able to use it. But generally, no. If it's um, if the phone is in your hand, that's considered a violation. That's how police are going to look at this. So, you know, people will be on a, a speakerphone um, and thinking that that's okay. They'll have the phone in their hand. It's on speakerphone. Mm. That's a violation. Um, and just simple things, using your phone for a music or GPS, if it's handheld, it, that's considered a violation. So it must be in, in a hands-free mode, um, including, you know, while you're driving, it has to be out of your hands. And, and it's, uh, it's funny because when I, when I think of this law, I often think of, you know, young drivers, teens who are so used to having that device in their hand, it seems uh, almost endlessly. But, um, you know, the more you look into it, it, it seems that it's really uh, adult drivers who uh, tend to be more frequent violators of this. Um, as as we look at the different types of drivers, young, old, uh, you know, past records or not, um, this now, as you say, as a moving violation becomes more important and more significant on anybody's driving record, correct? It, it, it's the best policy is to avoid convictions because you never know when these are going to add up. Uh, mm-hmm. Once the conviction's on your record, you're more or less stuck with it. it it's very hard to get it removed. So, uh, avoiding convictions by way of court supervision, or sometimes fighting the case and beating it at a trial, is necessary. Um, but yeah, I think that the best policy to maintaining a clean driving record is avoid convictions. And, and I'm going to catch you with a question here that I, I know by the time I ask it, you're going to want to spend a long time talking about it. So I'm, I'm sneaking this in on you. But it, it dawned on me as we had this conversation now. Um, is enforcement simply based on, on what an officer sees? I mean, there's just there's really no other way to, to prove this. And I know you're always uh, talking to us about different ways to uh, to require that uh, the state have its evidence. But it seems to me like the violation here is an officer says they saw you within your hand and the best you can do is say it, you didn't or ask for a reduced sentence. I mean, is that what it comes down to? Well, I see, I see a lot of these trials and I, and I see a lot of people defending themselves and who wouldn't ordinarily be in a, in a, in a criminal justice system. But this is one of those catch-all kind of offenses that, you know, people aren't aware and they get caught. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is the officer saying, I observed this cell phone device, and they'll usually write down the description of the device on a ticket so they don't forget. And then mm-hmm. more often than not, you see people in court, they'll have the phone in their hands while they're in court. They'll, uh, they'll admit to you having the device in their hands as part of their defense, and they'll say, well, I was only doing X. Well, it's still, <laughs> it's still a violation, and they admit to it while they're trying to defend the case. So 
you know, I'd, I'd like to see a, a little more fairness in this one and see people catch a little bit of a break. And in the break, I'm going to hopefully I assist with this. Just, just the warning. Keep that phone out of your hands while you're behind the wheel. It, it, you will get written up for this. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, uh, one other thing to talk about. Uh, again, being in Illinois, being summertime, that means construction. And i, I got to tell you, literally as soon as I turn the corner from my street, I'm in a construction zone now. And that's just, that's just neighborhood streets. Every major roadway near me is under construction. The three main expressways I use are under construction. What, what are the state laws uh, tell us regarding driving through construction zones uh, for speed and right-of-way, things like that? Again, enhanced penalties. Uh, you know, it, it, a, a, a construction zone that's marked, um, you don't need workers present to issue the violation. So you can think it's at night and nobody's there working on the, on the site. Guess again, because they, they can, you can be written up uh, whether or not workers are present. Um, they can use uh, speed cameras. Um, you know, and like I said, there's enhanced uh, penalties, uh, $375 for a first offense. Um, even though supervision is available, it, it's still one of those things like the Scott's Law or, or cell phones where judges are sensitive to it and they want to protect the workers out there. So it takes a little doing to get uh, court supervision as a sentence if, if, uh, you know, if this is a violation. Um, and again, you know, they, they protect the workers too. So if there's injury or an accident while in a construction zone, again, enhanced penalties. So uh, as you mentioned, I think the walkaway here is uh, – you know, obey whatever limits are posted. Keep the electronic devices out of your hand, and uh, that could put you in a in a good spot in terms of law enforcement. Amen to that. And then uh, call the lawyer if you get in trouble. Yeah. Well, let's uh, hope our, our drivers in the area continue to uh, obey all of this, stay on the right side of the law. But if not, uh, James Doerr is our resource here. James, thanks for being with us today, as always. Uh, he can be found at LavelleLaw.com, or you can give him a phone call, 847 847- Seven zero five seven five five five. We've got uh, past podcast articles uh, available for you to review, and of course, just a direct conversation with James uh, anytime is uh, is always available. So, thanks to him for being with us today. Thanks to all of you for listening, and uh, let's just say drive safely throughout the remainder of the summer. Thanks.